Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Brandon is going to be speaking on what's going on this morning. Lord, we ask you to give him your anointing, help him to speak forth your words, and help us to remember them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, everyone. How are we today? Look at all these beautiful, smiling faces. All of you online, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I would like to pray, and then let's, let's get into the service. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we do boldly come before your throne room of grace and mercy, full of praise and adoration for who you are. We thank you that at the very least every Sunday we can gather together and hear your truth. We thank you for other platforms that you have developed over the years that do speak your truth. For you tell us that truth is what makes us free. Free in our hearts, free in our relationship with you, and that we can freely receive your wisdom, your knowledge, your guidance. So, Father, today is as we learn more of you, for you are the deep and secret things. It is your hand, for just and true are your ways. May we understand these things greater today through both services. For we love you, Lord. You are our greatest desire. And we thank you for all these things in Jesus' precious, holy, and powerful name. Amen. Amen. All right. So the title of today's teaching is What's Going On? Now, it's a little misleading. It does uh, insinuate that uh, we're going to talk about some current events today. Maybe we'll get into a few. But the point is not what's going on with the world as much as how are we. And when I say we, y'all are my family, even you online, absolutely. We are the family. There's lots of old hymns that talk about the family of God, and that's exactly what we are. And so in what's going on, that's the angle I want to try to uh, visit about today. So where are we? Uh, what's happening all around us? These are just some of the topics we're going to discuss. What can we do? Don't leave me, Lord. How can we handle these times? You know, there's a lot of deception with how to handle ourselves through the misguidance in teaching in what we might call the house of the Lord today. So we want to make sure that we know how to handle these times correctly by the, the word of the Lord. So, And then last but not least, let's get her done. Okay, so where are we as a church body today? Are we seeking the Lord? In Matthew 6.33 it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, if you keep reading in verse 34 and I think 35, it talks about um, the things that are added unto you. Well, let me start with this. Verse like 30 and 31 and 32 talk about how um, we need not worry of our daily needs and how when we seek the kingdom first in his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto us. So. The, the real question is, are we seeking the Lord? Are we, are we searching 
for that truth because like we are taught here, uh, the truth is what makes us free. And in my heart for me, when, when, when I'm free, I can receive the truth better. And it's just kind of a full circle thing. So the more you receive truth, the better you can receive. Yeah. So the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Is that not the 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 goal? Yeah. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. So we we seek after him so that we can emulate him as best we can so the better we do that the the really the greater the understanding that those that are around us have so in a sense you could use the word influence to an extent so the more truth we receive the more free we are the more free we are the greater we can emulate our our god and our king and our savior so in the house of god correctly seeking his righteousness yes is the house of God correctly seeking his righteousness? We, we see from this platform specifically a lot of teaching about how incorrect the church is today and how misleading the church uh, is, is guiding the flock. The flock is not being taught the truth. It's being taught, I would say, just in my own words, a perverted version of the word be and you can't stray from it you stray from it it it, you've just perverted it to me so if the house of god is not correctly seeking his righteousness if the family is not being taught correctly how can you correctly follow see it doesn't it doesn't work so how easily can the flock be deceived due to lack of understanding through the living word of god I just put in quotations there, the King James Version. Uh, I absolutely do agree with the teaching that the King James Version is the most accurate that we have. Um, Over the years, I have had others read from different versions, and knowing what you already have on the tablets of your heart, like the Word says, I go, wait, that's misleading. That's not the truth. It's at the very least deluded. And so when we don't receive the truth because we're not being taught the truth, how can we be free in that we understand what the Word of God is really telling us, the deep and secret things, right? We've got to make sure that as the church, as the family, as the body, we follow correctly or we've, we've messed up. No different than, for example, I'm, I'm a plumber. And so if I have steps one through 10 in front of me fixing something and I skip step three, five, and seven, what's the outcome going to be? Yeah, it's going to be at the very least a redo, right? So if, man, so if when we teach the word, when we even just visit with brothers and sisters, if we skip step three, five, and seven, what we do right so we don't want to do that we want to be as accurate and have that spirit of excellence within us at all times as much as we possibly can right so let's talk about what's happening around us 
where is this world headed? I think we're going to get quite a bit more of that in a little bit, aren't we? Yes? Yes? Okay. So let's read Second Thessalonians 2, 8 through 10 right quick. And then shall, be, then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. Now, when it says whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, around here when I say what is that, everybody in here knows, right? Morning star, exactly. I got everybody in here saying, Morning star, morning star, that's right. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, right? So, and then shall that wicked be revealed. So, the wicked, our sins are going to be found out, right? The wickeds, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. So, it doesn't just say that the Lord's going to try to do anything. It says, shall destroy, right? So there's no question there, absolutely none. So moving forward, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Hmm, there it is. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. So to me... The first thing that comes to mind when I read lying wonders is deception. Okay, so let's let's go back and review just right quick. So with deception comes false teaching. So then we're not getting the truth. And if we're not getting the truth, then we're not free. And if we can't be free, then we're going to skip steps 3, 5, and 7, right? Okay, so and... In verse 10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth. There it is. That they might be saved. So, really, there are going to be those, no matter how we shake it, that are not going to choose the Lord. Right? Period. That's just the way it is. Is that the way we want it? Absolutely not. But... In 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 through 10, that's what it's telling us. So, with what's happening all around us, where is this world headed? And then I put next as the bullet point, don't say to hell because that's the fight, right? That's not what we want. We don't want anybody to perish like that. So, that is, that is the fight. So, is it not our job to take Christ's message to the world? Well, We'll get into it in just a second, but let me just say that if it is our job to take Christ to the world, then as he created us individually, we all have a custom prayer language, yes? Built just for us. So can we not have our, correct, but can we not have our message from the Lord that's custom from us? Yes, right? I think that's special. I think that's uh, just one way that he shows that he, he loves us. He gives us some, give us something that nobody else has. We all have a prayer language, but I have mine, right? Amen. So how many can we bring with us? This next verse of scripture here, let's read it. Matthew seven thirteen through 16. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way. That leadeth unto destruction, and many be there which which go in thereat. Love that King James English. 
So, in reading that, I apologize. My highlights are off here. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do do better. <laughs> Let's talk about this because every time I, I I read this scripture, I go, man, everybody's going to go to hell, and I want to go to heaven. But is there anybody going with me? I mean, if you read the way this this is this is okay. All right, I got hey. I got everybody going with me. All right, even you online. Amen. So let's read it one more time. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many, many there be which go in thereat. What is many? What is, what is many? A lot. Well, what's a lot? Majority. Okay. Well, that's getting somewhere, majority, a lot, many, okay, very, very broad, right? So the world population currently, uh, best I can, I can research, is about 8.08 .08 billion people. That's a lot of people, right? Come on now, I hit the wrong button. There it is. Estimated population from the beginning, and I'm sure this is not extremely accurate but it'll be close enough it's 117 billion people now i couldn't find where it said well you know from adam here and moses and abraham you can't find that but this is just an estimated guess so when the word says that broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in thereat, can we look at this and kind of go well hmm there's been 117 billion. How how much how how much could be many? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's go one more here. So, beware of the false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. And do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? You know what? I missed verse 14. I'm sorry. Let's read that right quick. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few be there that find it. Okay, so the last bullet point says is two, two billion a few, or is three billion a few? So just a question. Just, just This is just kind of how I process things sometimes and go, okay, well, if everybody's going this way, can I have two or three people, if I, if, if I want to follow the Lord, can two or three people come with me? And so, really, I mean, I think the, the, the Texas Rangers Stadium holds like 35,000, 40,000 people. So if you go to a baseball game and that thing is packed and you're shoulder to shoulder, that's 40,000 people. And you look around and all you see is a green field or a bunch of hits. I mean, it's just, it's full. So... If a stadium that I would say is that big holds only 40,000 people and a few, a few according to uh, Matthew 7, might be 2 to 3 billion people with the estimated population of 117 billion throughout the, the earth's life, could that, I'm not saying it is by any means, but could that be accurate? I mean, could we not have millions of Africans with us? 
millions of Asians, millions of Americans. Boy, it sure doesn't seem like the Americans are going anywhere but down. At least these days, my stars, what a fight. Or, I mean, even South Americans. There's going to be millions of us. And I'm not saying that to, to, to be for definite, but there's going to be a lot. Right, no man could number. Thank you. So, in perspective, reading this verse, I always felt, man, my goodness, there ain't going to be hardly any of us there. But there, in truth, there's going to be many that do go to hell, but there's going to be many that do go to heaven, right? So, to me, that's, that's a comforting thing that in that we're not going to be alone. You know, I had the thought the other day, it's like, man, if only a few of us get to heaven... How many blocks and streets and empty buildings and there's going to be two people that live on this block or whatever. And I don't know how heaven's going to be designed. I'm not saying that at all. But in my head I go, okay, well, we've got 15 houses on this block and two are occupied. That's not what we want, right? We want it to be full. Okay, so what can we do? Next step, let's read Matthew 16, 24 and 25. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, if, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Right? Okay. So here is the actual start of what we can do. It's a decision to decide to pick up your cross and follow him. Is that not what it says? If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. In other words, that cross emulated of Jesus' cross, but it's yours, right? Sorry? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So that's, that's the start. So if we take up our cross, we have a custom customized message, and I don't mean that it's completely different and and totally cool where everybody else is this that or the other i'm just saying that the lord speaks to us in ways that we understand so in a accurate interpretation we can then present it in a way that's that's us it fits us and so then there's when you break that down there's demographics that you can reach right okay so we already talked about this but there's also our prayer language and it's, it's built just for us as we receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. There's no two that I've ever heard that are the exact same. So that's, that's our goal, to share the message in truth around the world. So let's break down Matthew 16, 25 a little bit. The word says, the world says to value life, Right? One more time? Yes, sometimes, yes. But Matthew sixteen twenty five says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Now, what does that mean? Does that possibly mean that whoever covets this life and this body, this fleshly body, they're going to end up losing it? So no matter what you do at some point, even, even in Revelation where it says, you know, men shall fall on a sword and not die, at some point, that, that doesn't exist anymore. Is that, is that right? Yep. 
at some point when Jesus returns, nobody survives the morning star? Is that correct? Okay, well, all right. So Matthew 16, 25 says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. So I'm referring to these this new technology that appears as though it's beginning to come out where you can you can live forever, these super soldiers. So my understanding of that, I thought my mic was on. I turned it on anyway. Uh, my understanding is that if a person saves their life by not by taking the mark of the beast, that's the ultimate. But then it's just means also if they're denying Jesus in any way or if they're doing something to their betterment but they can still lose their own soul. That's what it's really saying. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, in other words, they will not die, not deny Jesus. They will not be bought out, not be bribed, not be blackmailed. Whatever it is, they stick with Jesus. That's what it's referring to. Yes. So the second half says, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. So we choose Jesus. But the point I was just trying to make is the the world today values this life more than the next. And so we've got technology that says you can live forever. And the point is, if I'm understanding Revelation correctly, at least a few scripture, that's not true no matter what this physical body has. No matter what we do. Right. Truth is, we're already going to live forever anyways. So the world seeks fame and fortune. They value this mud body, as we say. But the Bible says life is in the heavens, not in this world. Yes? So really, all our words and deeds, our actions, everything that, that we are doing now, to me, is an investment for what's really to come the the real the real which when i say that i just mean jesus he is real he is the way he is the truth he is the life so what can we do what do we as the body of christ value let's reflect on our hearts and say okay well what really is important to me is it this life is it where we're going for lunch who's playing ball after church, you know, what is important? So some of us say, oh, I value Jesus most, but is that really what's in your heart? You know, it's easy to say, but is that really where we are? Have you, have you run the gamut and said, you know what, no matter what, I got my Jesus. That's right. They'll come to that. All right. So really the ultimate question is, is it this life or the next that's more important to us what what do we truly value there and so once we get a hold of this we can be effective for the kingdom no once we decide that no matter what you know what lord you're it you know and usually when i make a decision like that i've made it i'm done i'm not no matter what i'm not you can't change my mind right So I just wanted to reference this real quick with are we willing? So whenever I have in the past had to go through some tough times, I tend to go from A to Z. 
and I don't I don't necessarily mean that it only takes me 10 minutes uh, a few different instances in my life it took weeks took months but when I when I go through that process like the title of this is are we willing I I go all the way and so when that decision is done it's completely done it's finished there's no more wavering so the bullet point says the martyr's blessing is the greatest blessing in the kingdom of heaven now you know I used to with Kaylee my daughter she's 25 now so I don't tell her to do this anymore but she when she was growing up I used to say go clean your room go clean your room go clean your room but what I wouldn't tell her is if she would go ahead and do that in a timely fashion the way she knew the way she was asked to clean her room we'll go eat we'll go play we'll go have some fun after that right so sometimes when from this platform we talk about different blessings and things that the Lord tells us that he has for us I think about that and I go okay well the work is here the work is now and we'll get to play later you know some of the some of the uh, testimonies from those who have died and gone to heaven and chose to come back um, is that there are fragrances that we can't describe there's colors that we can't imagine and so you know a lot from what I understand, a lot of folks that have died and gone to heaven that have had the option of coming back, some haven't chosen to do so, and I can't blame them a bit. But through Ken Peters' uh, dream vision that he had, uh, we can copy Jesus in that he loves us enough that he died for us. So why can't we die for him? And you know, Jesus tells us through this testimony that... Um, when you when you're on the table and it's about to completely end how did it go the millisecond that blade touches you you're out you're done so he tells you the goodness along with what you may have to go through but you know the end okay okay yes sorry sorry so Ken Peters had a dream of the tribulation, and I'm just going to fast forward to the, I, I, sorry, the guillotine, yes, and what he saw, and the Lord, the Lord was there with him the whole time. It was amazing, but there was a line of people, and they were headed to lose their life for the Lord, and there were some that there was. Excuse me, there was a, I'm just going to say, a military man pacing up and down this line trying to convince whomever he could get to step out of line so that they wouldn't have to die and they had to go somewhere else and basically sell their soul to live. So Ken Peters, if I remember right, was, was saying that him and his wife were in line and the closer things got, the more nervous you get, of course. That's a very natural thing. Lord said he was with him. And so... At a certain point, he was on the table, but his spirit was above looking down with the Lord. And he said that the millisecond, there was a huge man with a, was it a scimitar? Is that what they call Scimitar sword. And a huge man. And the second that that blade hit the neck of Ken, it was over. It was done. There was no pain. There was no more sorrow. There was no more anything. And so... I just want to want to point out the fact that 
I'll just use myself as an example. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be hard. It was not hard for me to decide at seven years old that I wanted Jesus. This is for you. That's what I heard. It was an altar call in a Southern Baptist church. This is for you. Okay, let's go. That wasn't hard for me. And so we know the outcome. The Lord has shown us many clues, many different ways, the outcome for us. But yet we make it so blooming hard knowing that this mud body ain't nothing but trash in the end. It's dust. We, use, we, we dig dirt to, to bury things. Plumbing, it's always water line or sewer line or something like that. But we use it to cover stuff up. When, we, when this body goes back into the ground, our, our infinite God decided, okay, let's fertilize the ground with your body. Come on. So why is it hard for us to let go of this for this? So, for real, why, why do we struggle so much, so much with that, in my opinion, that simple decision? Now, like I said, I go from A to Z. We, let's think this all the way through. That's the point, to going from A to Z. Let's go all the way through this. But in the end, you already know. So why not just grab a hold of that and, and go for the ride? It'll be a ride like none other. Go from A to Z in one heartbeat. Yeah, be like Leslie. We'll let her tell that one. All right, so let's talk about this real quick. Let's, let's get back into some reality here. What is money? 1 Timothy six ten through 12 says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Sorry, those highlights ended up off. I apologize. So what is evil? What is evil? You know, you always, in, in a lot of times, uh, things can get misquoted. But in verse 10, it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say money's the root of all evil. That's generally what you hear. Money's the root of all evil. It's the love of it. And if you go on down to the next sentence, it says some coveted. Right. So what is it that we do to love that money? We gather all we can. We can all we can get. And then we sit on that can. Right. We hoard it. We get it. We keep it. We save it. And we don't share it. Right. But you're not going to take it with you at all. So let's look at uh, the order. Of verses 11 and 12. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. In other words, don't be like that. Don't covet money. Godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Follow after. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Okay, so if we're going to look at the order of verse 11 and 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold. Don't let it go. Hang on to it. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So we witness to many, right? That's what the end says there. 
Now, I just want to point out the order. The fruits of the Holy Spirit are first. See, the Word tells us that we will be known by our fruits, right? And so, in the order of verses 11 and 12, it actually says it that way. So, we need to be known by our fruits, and from those fruits comes maturity, right? Comes maturity. And so, then, we can profess the good faith before many witnesses, right? Make sense? Yeah. So... What is money? Let me go back here, sorry. So what is money? It's it's a distraction, right? We value that. Well, how do we value that? Well, I can take this dollar and I can go buy some food because this body's telling me that I need it. See, so there's there's where the value comes in, right? So investing in heaven are there are there values in those blessings that the Lord tells us that we're going to have? See, he tells you the prize before you've even finished the race, right? Well, how valuable are those things? Is that something, I mean, like the population we were talking about a minute ago with um, many go, to, go through the broad gate that leadeth unto destruction and only a few go to the narrow gate. Is there a way to put any sort of value to the blessings of God? I don't think so. That's just my opinion. But I don't know that there's anything on this earth that could even come close to resembling the value of that, that blessing from the Lord. I just don't think so. Let's look at 1 John three thirteen through 15. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and he know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Right? So, really, it shouldn't come as any surprise that we're going to have that opposition. We're going to have those that say, we speak the truth, but they're still going to say, you're a liar. You didn't. That ain't, you know. But we got to hold strong. So even to the death, we must carry his message to our brothers and sisters. We got to speak the truth no matter what. We got to hold on to that. So the Lord does tell us that even through all those trials and tribulations, he's not going to leave us. Let's look at First Chronicles 28, 20. And David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and of good courage. And do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Now, if I may, correct me if I'm wrong, um, next service is going to have a lot of prophecy in it, some prophecy in it. A lot, okay, okay. And, you know, when I see service of the house of the Lord, a lot of what is going to be presented is from that. There are people right here, right now that hear from the Lord, and they do that service. They put out into the family, into the world, anyone who will hear with a good ear, hear and see what the Lord is saying. And so 
through doing those types of things, man, we get all kinds of criticism. It's, it's not nice. But you know what? The Lord got the same thing. Unto death, he got the same thing. So this is a scriptural example of God's promise not to leave us hanging. Don't matter. Listen, don't let those emotions tell you how it is. You tell those emotions how it is, okay? That's right. That's right. So how can we handle these times? Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20, 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, the Trinity. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So if he tells you he's never going to leave you nor forsake you, he's the only person that's ever touched this earth that's not a liar. In one way, shape, or form, he is it, right? So first, we should already have the Comforter. We should already have the Holy Spirit with us with that customized prayer language. You know, in trades, customize is a very expensive word. It's because whatever trade you're in, you are going to tailor whatever that is to that specific person and or situation, right? So it takes time, it takes material, and it takes money. And he did that for billions of people. Every one of us have a unique, special, customized prayer language. And that... That speaks volumes to me of his love and his grace, his mercy. So don't we all desire to be a part of the fulfillment of this great commission? Yes, right? We've all got a part to play. We absolutely all have a part to play. You know, let me just give you an example here real quick. I um, used to have coffee. I'd get up early back when I was in Abilene a lot, and I would have coffee with a, a retired gentleman, pretty wise, but he, uh, he was a concrete man, and he had made a lot of money through government contracts, pouring runways, and doing a lot of government stuff. And I just point blank asked him one day, I said, man, how in the world did you ever come across the money you did? He said, man, to be honest with you, I found work that nobody else wanted. That is a hard-working man, first of all. But he was out playing golf one day in his dressed-to-the-nines outfit, and uh, he had a bunch of doctor friends and lawyer friends because if you have money, it doesn't really matter how you get it, you're in the club. And so, <laughs> sorry, but uh, he was teeing up to, to uh, just hit some balls at the driving range one day, and one of his friends and it was actually his doctor, his general practitioner, walked up to him and said, this is Dr. row, sir. You can't play here. And he didn't crack a smile. And that concrete man, well, let me just explain one thing to you, sir. And he didn't, he didn't rudely speak to this doctor, but he said, doctor, how did you come across your building? How do you have a building 
for your offices, for your patients, for everything that you do. It took men that knew how to frame. It took men that knew how to pour concrete. It took men that knew how to do this and that and that and that. So what makes you any better because of the money you make than those? Because you wouldn't have a building if it wasn't for those peons you're saying. Because we aren't worthy of you. But you wouldn't have a building to see anyone in if it wasn't for those useless. See? So, isn't it amazing how our Lord and His stature did what He did for us? That speaks volumes. That's where it's at. So let's summarize this morning, and let's just get her done, huh? So the Word of God fits everyone, but it's tailored for you. See? He'll speak to you in ways that you understand so that the words jump off the page, and they mean the world to you, right? That's how we get those interpretations. So the Word of God has many revelations throughout that can and do speak to you in such a way that we can help the multitude. So we go from A to Z. We hold on to the Lord. And through, I don't care if it's two or two million, to, to the Lord it doesn't matter. If you are witnessing to two or two million, it's just as important. Amen. See, we, we, we look at this and go, well, this guy ministered to, to whomever and this guy did this. And that's not how the Lord looks at it. See, we're looking at it sometimes through the uh, uh, different lens, a lens that we should probably just take off and throw away. Yep. So truth of the Word of God does what for us, right? It makes us free. We've talked about that. So I just wanted to read this to you. This is something that I just kind of felt was important. So let's break this down a little bit. The more truth we understand means the more truth we can give to others. You can't take somebody somewhere you haven't been, right? So the more truth we can reveal to others means the more we can be made free. The more that we can be made free, a greater increase in what others can receive from the Lord in what they are needing. In other words, we can minister to a great number. The more brothers and sisters that can receive then we have begun to be used of God to help. Amen. Right? Yeah? Okay. Well, that's, that's the teaching for today. Um, if it's all right, we'll go ahead and, and bless, the, bless the food. All right, and then we'll have a break. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we love you. We love you. We absolutely love you. You are so great. You're so great, you're so powerful, you're so mighty. Greatly to be praised, you are. You know the end from the beginning. And you know us better than we know ourselves. You don't look at our outward appearance, you look at our heart. And that is the core anyways. For, for love is truly who you are. And we thank you for these understandings today, Lord. We thank you for the food. We bless it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. 
We thank you for the praise and worship that's anointed. We thank you for this entire day here that's anointed. We thank you for the second service that's anointed. And may we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the heart to know and understand your power and your might. For we love you as your servants. We bow before you at your throne. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Spirit of Prophecy Church. How are we today? Hey, welcome everybody online as well. If y'all were not here for the 930 message or you didn't watch it online, please go back and watch it. Brandon talked on what are we doing currently today in life to bring people to the Lord and what is going to happen in the end. And it was a very good message. So please go back and watch that. Very anointed, very anointed. Before we get started, of course, you know, Pastor um, Leslie and Tamora are gone and she always has something to send to us. So I'm going to show a few pictures that she's posted of what they've been doing. So we'll go through those before we get the service started. And I don't know what any of these pictures, what they're doing, so we're just going to have to look at them. Um, can we drop the front lights, please? Every time we get pictures of her, she's never smiling or her mouth is open. <laughs> I could be cursing him. Especially if you're angry with someone. You just need to pray in your own language so you can get your heart right. And I know she looks beautiful though, doesn't she? I think so. <laughs> then when the, the devil comes in and roars, he goes, roar! You run your Amen. Well, I'm going to talk to you today about the anointing of the promised spirit. You know, before they went into the upper room, Or me. <laughs> Tomorrow was there. <laughs> I'm not telling her. <laughs> she is. She's right here. <laughs> No, I think that's not. This that's in Dubai. Different building.
और मैंने उस खाब में आप लोगों को देखा और बहुत अच्छा खाब था और मुझे मेरा ईमान है आप लोगों ने भी उससे लुत्फ उठाया होगा और मैं इस बात में का शिकार थी कि मैं तो पहले कभी यहाँ पर आई नहीं और मैंने जैसे पहले ही आपके यहाँ मुनादी कर छोड़ी है और मैं मुझे इस बात पर की उम्मीद है कि आपने वो कलाम अभी तक नहीं आप तक पहुंचा इसलिए खुदा मुझे अब लेकर आया है ताकि मैं वो कलाम आप तक पहुंचा सकूं और आप इस चमक को सुन सकते हैं We always enjoy seeing stuff from Miss Prophet Leslie. All right, let's stand. We don't have a lot of messages. Um, we're halfway through February. We do have a baby shower for um, Jessica and Kate on March 10th after church. What's happening next Saturday? Oh, Lou, y'all are doing deliverance, deliverance training in Richardson. If you would like information on that, email is whitehorse outreach at gmail.yahoo.com excuse me whitehorseoutreach at yahoo.com if you have any questions or want the location for that all right let's stand we'll pray and get this message the service started today dear heavenly father we just come humbly before your throne room of grace and mercy today lord we just bless everybody that's here everybody that's watching online if there's anybody that is hurting or needs hindrance we just plead the blood of jesus over them for healing today lord we also just want to pray over prophet leslie and tamora as they are finishing up ministering out in singapore for you lord and that we bless them and safe travels coming home and no repercussions on them or anybody in the family even the church family lord as they travel back and afterwards so we're going to go ahead and cut the head off the enemy right now so we don't have any attacks we do not we do not accept them we refuse them and we're just going to bless the meeting today the service anoint pastor Stan from the top of his head to the soles of his feet and allow for our ears to be open to hear what he has to say to us today in jesus name we pray amen notice how much shorter the whole service is with leslie not here Somebody said, what's it like with Leslie gone? And I said, time stands still. Because normally it's, honey, we do this? Honey, we do that? Honey, we do A lot of honey does. So I'm very, very busy all the time. But now Leslie's gone, it's like, <laughs> you too? Is that the way it is at your house too? Okay, so it's time for communion. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And if you'll bring the body and blood, we'll bless it and get it distributed. Lord, this is just 
can get a small one. Just unleavened whole wheat bread. And this is just grape juice. But what it represents is the most powerful thing in the world. We ask that for your blessing. Ask that you would receive this communion that we take this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And we'll ask you to hold it until we all drink and partake together at the end. So, in First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, I like reading it kind of backwards because that's the better way in terms of taking it. And so, if you go to verse 34, it says, If any man hunger, let him eat at home, meaning this is not a little snack. We don't have children take this that are not baptized, we're not baptized, they hadn't received Jesus. We don't take this. Also, verse 32, 31-32 says that we should judge ourselves, then we would not be judged. And we, are, and we are chasing the Lord, we should be not condemned with the world. And he says, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. Why? Because they eateth and drinketh unworthily. So they drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Meaning, don't take it unless you receive the Lord and we should be asking for our sins to be forgiven. So, Lord, we ask you to forgive our sins, Lord, in Jesus' name, before we take this. As often as you eat this bread, drink this cup, you do share the Lord's death till he come, because this is the cup in the New Testament in his blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so we remember you, Lord. And does everyone have one? I need a... Uh, I got it. Okay, and so he broke the bread, means it's unleavened, broke the bread, handed it around, and they all ate. He did it, take this, take, take this, take, he, this is my body, which is broken for you in remembrance of me. Then he handed the cup around. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, as often as you do. Drink it and remember to me, Lord, and your, we remember your sacrifice for us in Jesus' name. Amen. We need a praise and worship team up here. That's what I meant. See that? You're seeing why I need a why. Right, guys? Yep. Well, she's now staying five more days in India, I might add. I guess I need to pray that she comes home. Okay, are you doing offering? Who's, who's doing offering? We are really organized around here this morning. By the way, thank you, online people, for continuing to watch in our disorganization. I apologize for the delay. I had to wash down the communion a little bit. So, let's let's do some offering, huh? Let's praise the Lord. Let's show the Lord our love and gratitude by performing the prophetic act of bringing our tithes to the storehouse. We are not doing missions today. It's just going to be for the church. So come forward, please. We'll pray over this blessed offering. Look at these little ones. That's awesome. How pleasing.
Amen. Amen. What a privilege it is to give back to the Lord, huh? Hallelujah. Amen. All right. I got it. Okay. No, 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 no. I just meant I'll bend over and pick up the thing. Go ahead and pray first. I'm sure. Okay. We're so organized this morning. I'll pray first. Maybe I shouldn't have passed out the communion so I could be here for the offering. All right. Hang on, we got one more, huh? Okay. Well, they can put it in just a minute. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your promise. Prove us. Prove you now herewith. That as we give, it shall be given back unto us. And Father, we don't give for that reason. We give because we love you. We care for you. And we want to please you. And if in return that happens, great. So we want to call forth a blessing upon the giver. We multiply their... We multiply their... Seed? Their seed, yes. We multiply their seed back into the kingdom... Father, may we receive back from you as we should. Harvest. <laughs> but we love you. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for this opportunity in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Lord, may, may our congregation, both present and online, reach the point to where the Holy Spirit speaks to us and says, I gave you that. I blessed you. I blessed you above measure because of your giving. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, it's time for praise and worship. Good morning. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. We ready to clap some hands? Ready to cast our crowns at the feet of the Lord today? Amen. Amen. Where's those pretty smiles, huh? Where's those dancers at? We got some praise shields going on. All right, let's everybody stand. All right, let's pray real quick and we'll get uh, praise and worship going. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to be allowed to sing praises, to sing worship unto you. May this time be a sweet sweet fragrance upon you at your throne for we love you and we bow before you and we cast our crowns at your feet for worthy is the lamb hallelujah and we thank you in jesus name amen amen Amen. let's go all right let's put our hands together come on You're the only answer to the darkness. You're the only right among the wrong. You're the only hope among the chaos. You're the only voice that calls me on. Louder than every lie, my sword in every fight, the truth will chase. Away the night. 
Your name is power of a darkness. Freedom for the captives. Mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle. Glory in the struggle. Mighty, it won't let us down or fail us. Come on. Your name is power. Come on, emphasize today. Your name is power. Hallelujah. I know it is written, hope is certain. I know that the word will never fail. I know that in every situation, you speak the power to prevail. Louder than every lie, my sword in every fight, the truth will chase away the night. Your name is power over darkness, freedom for the captives, mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle. Mighty, it won't let us down nor fail us. Proclaim your name, your is, name power. is power. Proclaim it today. Your, your name, name is power. When you speak, you scatter darkness. Light arrives and heaven opens. Holy Spirit. Let us hear it. When you speak, the church awakens. We believe the change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. When you speak, you scatter darkness. Light arrives and heaven opens. Holy Spirit, let us hear it. When you speak, the church awakens. We believe the change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. Your name is power over darkness. Freedom for the captive. Mercy for the love and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle. Glory in the struggle. Mighty, it won't let us down nor fail us. Your name is power. Your name is power. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Mighty in power you are. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus' mighty name. We cast our crowns at your feet today, Lord.
As broken hearts declare his praise, who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah, is roaring with power and fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. gates, make way before the King of Kings, hallelujah, the God who comes to save is here to set the captives free, who can stop the Lord Almighty, our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah, roaring with power. Fighting our battles, every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Stop the Lord Almighty. For who can stop the Lord? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah, roaring with power and fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb.
And oh, we'll see how great, how great is our God. You deserve the glory, Lord. It's all yours. We bow before you at your throne, casting our crowns at your feet. Worthy is the Lamb. The glory and the honor, Lord, we lift our hands in worship all together. As we lift your holy name, you deserve the glory and the honor, Lord, we lift our hands in worship. As we lift your holy name, for you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you, you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else There is- 
all the praise, honor, and glory, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus' name. Father in heaven, we lift up our pastor to you today. We thank you for anointing him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. We thank you for giving us the ears to hear, the eyes to see, and a heart to know and understand what you have to say today. May every word that is spoken be of you, be completely out of a spirit of excellence and with accuracy. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we look forward to the time. We look forward to the time when you call us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And we say salvation to our God who sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb. We look forward to the time when you are brought before the Ancient of Days and given dominion, glory, and a kingdom. For your dominion is an everlasting dominion, and your kingdom is that which shall not be destroyed. That all people, nations, and languages should serve and obey you. When you are changed from becoming the prince of the kings of the earth to become the king of kings and lord of lords, changed from becoming the lamb of God to becoming the king of kings and lord of lords, and you're given all power and glory, then you come forth and serve us. Then you are given a white horse along with us and the armies in heaven. And then when we return, the heaven rolls back like a scroll. And the sun and the moon and the stars are all dissolved. You return, you blow your glory down, your morning star, and it cleanses the earth of all sin. The tears fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones. And we are glorified. Out of our belly flows rivers of living water in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. We are in eternity with you. And when we step out of time into eternity, you said that everything done in secret would be open and made manifest. Everything done and hidden shall be shattered from the rooftops. So we will be able to look back on everything done these 6,000 years that's not covered with a garment. And when we see what you've done, we'll all fall on our face. Cast our crowns at your feet, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure, they are and were created. And Lord, I ask that this message this morning be from you, that it not cause fear, but instead that it would help us to gird up our loins, that it would put gravel in our gut, steel in our spine, and help us to prepare for the battle ahead, the great battle. The battle between light and darkness, the battle between evil and good, the battle between Lucifer and Jesus. And Lord, we know that everything is going to be okay. When you return, when you're a glorified body, we're going to look back and see that you were the righteous judge and you did everything exactly correct. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So as I sat down, actually as I kneel down, Lord, what do you want to say? The message tomorrow, and I heard Acts 23. Lord, what do you want to say 
for the message tomorrow. Acts 23. I thought, is there an Acts 23? I don't even think Acts has that many chapters. Maybe I didn't hear, but I'll go check it out. So I went and checked it out. Sure enough, it fits with the things that he's brought on my heart to bring. So the title of this talk is Take No Thought. Now, that doesn't sound too encouraging, but when you understand that the battle is the Lord's, it's not our battles, his battle, not by might, or excuse me, not by our power, but by his might. Amen. Take no thought. So Luke 12, to start off with, when they bring me unto synagogues and the magistrates and powers, take ye no thought how or what thing you should answer or what you should say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in that same hour what you ought to say. So what do you think that saying to a congregation, both in person and online, that is about to, uh, I mean, it was just flu, but I'm not getting air on me. It's warm up here. That is a congregation is about to go into the last days. What? Why would God say that to us? Yes, don't worry, because maybe something is coming. Is that saying that some of us might find ourselves before magistrates? That we might have to give an answer to why we're Christians, why we do this, and why we go to church, why we read our Bible, why we talk in tongues, and all that sort of stuff? I think that's exactly what it's saying. But the message title is, Take No Thought. In other words, I got it. If you got me, I got you. If you don't have me, then you have a very good reason to be concerned. But before I start, I want to tell you this hard message. Before I start, I want to let you know that Bible prophecy is warning not to put fear in us, but for us to prepare for the battle. There's a battle coming. We see it. We see it in the movies. We see it in the music. We see it in the commercials. We see it on the halftime show at the Super Bowl. We're in a battle. Here's the thing. If you don't know we're in a battle, you're already losing. The devil doesn't want you to realize that you're in a battle. But Jesus says, I got you. Take no thought. I'm going to be with you. So, let me ask you a question. Are you listening to the Prophecy Club? Or watching, viewing, however, are you? I think you should be. Now, the reason I say that is I don't want to turn... Spirit of Prophecy Church into the Prophecy Club. Here's the difference. The Prophecy Club is about Bible prophecy. That's all it deals with, and it's all about warning. Whereas the Spirit of Prophecy Church is about primarily the New Testament, about the gospel, about getting people saved. Now, there's a link. Agree? They're both trying to get people saved. Agree? But it's different. And I'm not trying to make the Prophecy Club become the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Just like I don't make the Spirit of Prophecy Church the Prophecy Club. When it's time for Bible study, we do a Bible study. It's something different. So there is a Prophecy Club, there's a Bible study, there's a Spirit of Prophecy Church. And I try to keep them different. But if you don't follow Prophecy Club, then I think you're missing something. I think God started Prophecy Club not for Stan Johnson. 
Surely you don't think, okay, wasn't me, okay, wasn't me. He is bringing a warning to his people. So if you consider your people, yourself part of his people, then you should be watching Prophecy Club, I'm going to say on a daily basis. Part of what I'm going to be talking about today is what I put in Monday's program that people haven't seen yet. So if if you have your cell phone handy, and of course we all do, if you'll grab if you don't have the Prophecy Club app, let me walk you through how to do that. So if you have your cell phone handy and you haven't downloaded the app already, grab it and I'll show you how to do that. This is the easiest way to follow us. So if you go to your app store and if you'll type in Prophecy Club, just like that. On my phone yesterday, this is what came up. Got your phone? Got your cell phone? Okay. So you want to choose this one and download this one, but you also want to come back later and also get this one. So there's two apps, the Prophecy Club app and the Watch Prophecy Club app. That's different. This is videos and the new Prophecy Club unfiltered program that we just started this week. Why? Because we know that censorship is coming. They've already deleted our channel once when we had about 100,000 subscribers. Now we've been going for about a year, maybe a year and a half on the new format, and they are somehow limiting us from growing because we should be, even starting over, should be 50, 75,000 subscribers. But that hasn't happened. They're limiting us. So we're, we're looking ahead to the time when they remove us. This is going to help you. Okay, so you get Prophecy Club. Then it'll take you over to this thing here. Now, this is the one you want to download for Prophecy Club. This is Watch Prophecy Club. You want to get both of those, the top two. When you download Prophecy Club, it will look like this. Now, you scroll down here. It takes a, depends on your internet speed, but it may take a minute or two minutes to download it. But you go down to February, click on that, and you can go in and watch all of the February. You can back up. I've just got like three or four years worth of programs on there. What works is you could choose either video or audio. And so either one you have, you're watching or listening, and you're working, you're driving, you're whatever. Get a phone call, it pauses, take the phone call, after the phone call, starts up again. Now, I've come out with a new Prophecy Club Unfiltered because there are some programs that I cannot put out there, some things, some words, and some entire topics that if I say there is no question, they will take me off. And as we get closer, there's going to be more of them. So my guess is that probably from three to five programs each month will be what we'll call unfiltered. They won't be out on the regular platforms. So if you want to watch them, then you have to go to watchprophecyclub.com. Not even Prophecy Club. You have to go to Watch Prophecy. It doesn't cost you anything. It's still free. Watch Prophecy Club, and you can watch them there unfiltered. I put up one. As a matter of fact, <laughs> we... We got inundated with phone calls and emails and people absolutely loving the broadcast because I can finally speak freely with what... Now, this morning, I'm going to speak pretty freely. Still, it has to be filtered because it's going on the platforms. Okay. Now, let's go to Acts 23. 
So I go to Acts 23 and I'm thinking, okay, is this really talking about something for us today? So I'll ask you. So Paul says earnestly, holding the council, I've lived in all good conscience before men until this day. Does that fit us? Do we not try to live the Christian life, right? We may not be doing exactly, but we're at least trying, right? Can you hear an amen? Okay. And the high priest Ananias commanded them that they should stood by him, uh, him to smite him on the mouth. What's this saying? If this is a word from the Lord, turn me up a little bit, I'm finding myself hollering. If this is a word from the Lord, then what's that saying preparing us for? Uh, you can watch that stuff later. You're supposed to be in the message here. I sell some. <laughs> Come back to the message. That cell phone is like a magnet, okay? We get into it, we can't get out of it. In other words, it's saying you're in a battle, Spirit of Prophecy Church. You're in a battle, Christians. Not just Christians in America, but Christians around the world, but especially America. You're in a battle, and probably those kind of things are going to start happening to you. So then skip on down because we've got a lot to cover. Then the guy that stood by says, Revile us thou the God's high priest. And then Paul says, I, I, I would prefer that you were not really the priest because it says that thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of the people. And there arose the dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the multitude was divided. Right now, America is divided. Our government is divided. The military is divided. We're not working together. So he commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force among them. Why? Okay, so let's back up. What's happened? So the Sadducees say there's no resurrection, neither by angel or spirit, but the Pharisees say both. And there arose a great cry among the scribes and the Pharisees, arose a part arose and strove, saying, we don't find any evil in this man, for if a spirit or angel has spoken him, let us not fight against God. So there was a great dissension. The chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces, commanded the soldiers to go down and take Paul by force. Why? Because that night, following the Lord, stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. For as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so thou must bear witness also in Rome. Meaning, as Christians... We are to bear witness of Jesus. Wouldn't you love someone to walk up to you and say, tell me about Jesus. Tell me your testimony. How did you find Jesus? Why should I consider being a Christian rather than a Muslim or an Eastern religion or, you know, Buddha or whatever? Why should I choose Christian? Would you not love to answer that question? Well, that's what happened here. And as a result... A certain Jews, group of Jews, banded together and bound themselves under curse, saying that they would never, neither eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. Forty of them. So how'd you like to have people that had committed that they would die or kill you? What's he saying? He's saying these sort of things are coming to a neighborhood near us. In other words, the battle is about to come to the church. So he says, we're going to eat nothing until we have slain Paul. Now, this is part of the program that's going to appear Monday. Title is, Prophecies Say China is About to Attack Taiwan. No kidding. 
So let's start with it. This comes to us from Natural News. It says, one is video posted on X showing recently arrived Chinese migrants firing pistols, including a Chinese woman operating a sniper rifle. Within weeks of entering your new homeland, be sharpening your skills to kill. You would not be thinking of killing unless... That's what you can... Okay, so you got it. But your Chinese... By the way, not women. Not women with children. Military, military age Chinese men have come in, especially the last few months, especially the last six months. And within days, they find they have weapons and they're out taking target practice. Does that say something to you? It does to me. It does to me. Okay, it's supposed to be that these people are coming to our land because they want to choose our God? No. Because they want a better job? No, they're out target practicing. Okay, they're not looking for a job. They're not looking for a place to stay. They're not looking to make a life for themselves. They're out doing target practice. Why? This is supposed to be waking us up. This is supported by comments retired Air Force General Blaine Holt, who reports the Chinese migrants are also carrying out target practice in Idaho. So that's two different places they're doing target practice. He said tens of thousands of military men have already made their way in the U.S., including terrorists, state actors working for the People's Liberation Army of China. He goes on to say China's mi- Chinese migrants are the fastest growing group of people trying to cross in America, military age, traveling in groups up to 15, unaccompanied, no women, no children, a military invasion force. Although some migrants are turned away, Chinese often refuses to take them back and has no way of forcing them to do so. Quarters and bus uh, border protection recently relaxed the screening process for people from China entering the company, country, making it easier to process them. Here's what they've done. They've reduced the number of questions processors must ask Chinese migrants from 40 questions down to five. Facilitating the flow of fentanyl into our country or spending thousands of people, sending thousands of people across our border illegally. Now let's jump to a dream from uh, Vicki Parnell. Now I, I would like to think that Vicki is not hearing from God, but sadly I'm afraid she probably is. So I'm only going to read part of it. Each time the dream begins, I, I'm inside a yellow, glowing, clear ball surrounding me. I'm traveling downward in the earth. Into a gra- in the great depths of the earth, skipping. Suddenly, yellow glowing clear barrier around me burst into a hollow opening inside the earth, skipping. The angel barrier, I know is called, once witnessed their creation in heaven, they're made from the precious glorified blood of Jesus Christ and Father's glory, skipping again. Now we're into the dream more. All of you know well that the plans laid out before you, we must take the souls of every created man, woman, and child together. Should our plans fail, this is Lucifer talking, we do not get to remain as ruling of the earth. Then we will take all of the God of heaven's filthy cuss cuss us, prepared to the lake of fire. In other words, those that take the mark of the beast. This way, this way maybe it will cause him some pain knowing he had to send them there. In other words, this is them saying, yeah, well, there's going to be some of God's people going to hell along with us. Now, here's the point. 
Now you have the signal to watch for to initiate further our plans. Watch for the flying lanterns to be released. Now what you just got there is something really big that I got to explain to you. Now you have the signal. What's the signal? The signal is flying lanterns to be released. Now to most of us Americans, we don't know what that's talking about. So what it's talking about is the Chinese Lantern Festival that takes place only once a year. This year it takes place on February 24th of 2024. So what this says is that America is going to be attacked on February the 24th of 2024. I didn't say that. That's what the prophecy says. So let me back up and make sure I got all of it. Okay, here, I'm in the right place. So now we're on a different vision she had. She says, I'm seeing Chinese silk lanterns, red with gold Chinese writing lifting into the air, skip down. I see Xi Jinping confettis falling from the sky, skipping down to the yellow. It is a long, thin mustache. It's a grand celebration. Xi Jinping is sitting in a seat of honor, looking at the display of soldiers, moving in perfect timing, perfect unison. It's a massive army of people. Here it is. This is the important part. Xi Jinping is pleased at his soldiers. It's the Chinese New Year celebration. Okay, so big deal. They do this once every year. Well, the problem is the Chinese calendar repeats every 12 years. This particular year is the year of the, anybody know? Dragon. Correct. Year of the dragon. So what's the Chinese Lantern Festival? This is when they take these upside-down grocery bags. Essentially, that's what they are. They put a fire underneath it. They let go of it, and it floats up into the air. And they put their prayers Mm -hmm. to their God on that so that their God will hear their prayers. You might say it this way. The Lantern Festival is the holiest day of the year to those that worship the Chinese dragon. This is their holy day. This year, it's February 24th of 2024, but the year of dragon only comes around once every 12 years. So that means this day will not come around again for 12 years. She says she was told that America will be attacked on this day. So what does that mean? What is today? That means this coming Saturday is the attack. Now, is Stan saying that? No, nope, God didn't tell me. He told Vicky. But we've got to see if there's confirmation to that, see if we give that any credibility. Let's go on. Xi Jinping received a phone call. He speaks in Chinese. I can't understand. Immediately, the jets and the ships begin departure. In other words, they're about to attack Taiwan. Jesus, Jesus, is Taiwan being openly invaded on the Chinese New Year? no longer in the secret of the shadows. So she's asking the angel if we are about to be attacked. The angel says, the day, the time has arrived. Okay, so what did that say? Yes, right? Is that the correct way to understand that? Yes. Well, tell me more. The day's arrived. I've told you smoke screens are being removed, but also that Taiwan was assigned for you that is the time of war against your nation. Look at it again. 
So Taiwan is a sign that it is time of war against America. It starts in full, not in part, for real, my love, for all to see from under the smokescreen of lies and deception. It's saying what she's saying, not me. I want you to make that clear. I'm not saying this. What she's saying, if she's hearing from God, she's saying that China is going to attack Taiwan this coming Saturday, February 24th of 2024. That day will not come around again for a whole another 12 years. This is the most holy day of not only 24, but this is the most holy day in the next 12 years. Does that make sense that people that worship the Chinese dragon would choose that day to attack Taiwan? Let's go on. There's more. Now let's jump to Dana Coverstone. This is way back in 2020. I saw fires everywhere and I saw people being rounded up. I saw Chinese and Russian soldiers on the ground. Russian soldiers were telling the Chinese soldiers to go and pick up these people, round up these people, secure this quadrant, secure this area. I saw blue helmets of the UN. I saw military things taking place, but I saw no sign of President Trump. I saw no sign of leadership in Washington, D.C. I saw people hiding in their homes and garages, and I saw churches being burned. I saw homes being burned. I saw absolute chaos. Now, here's my point. Spirit of Prophecy Church people, are we fair-weather Christians? It rains in Dallas and nobody goes to church. At least to a pastor, seems like nobody goes to church. Last Sunday was a rainy Sunday and I thought, yeah, attendance is going to be down. And it was only down a little bit. But it was still down a little bit. What I'm saying is, Christians, it's time for us to gird up for the battle. It's time, and by the way, I'm talking about a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. Because what Coverstone's about to say, to have our prayers changed to specific precision prayers. That's what he's about to say. So he's not saying pick up guns. He's saying get on our knees and pray. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not with fists or guns. Come on, come on. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, loosening the angels to do warfare with precision prayers. That's how we win the battle. Can I hear an amen? Yes. Does anybody need to hear this this morning? Yes. We're not getting in fear. Nope. We're getting prepared for the battle. Right. Not a flesh battle, a spirit battle, right? Amen. I saw absolute chaos. Now we're jumping to another coverstone dream. When the dream started, I was standing at the port of Los Angeles. In the shipping yard, there were large containers being lifted off the ships, and I saw eight jet black containers set on the ground about 15 feet apart, and they were pristine and clean with the larger Chinese letters in black on them as well. I'll skip. It was light outside. I could also see a large clock tower, this is important, that seemed to be out as high above the shipping facility, and it was on exactly 3 o'clock. Question. If this is the year that China attacks Taiwan, and if, as I'm about to show you, that is one of the signs just prior to the Russians and this big war, and if that happens this year, what could the three o'clock mean? My guess, the third month. 
the third month of 2024. I see a lot of head shaking. Okay, so here we are in January, February, March. Okay, so if she's correct, and if China attacks Taiwan this Saturday, February 24th, this going on in March would fit, right? Right? Okay. Now, one was Vicky Parnell. Oh, but this is not Vicky Parnell saying that. This is Dana Coverstone. I've listened to a lot of Vicky Parnell. I believe she's here to God, but I've had Coverstone in my home twice. He's been to our crusades. I've hugged his neck. I've prayed for him. I know Coverstone. I know he's hearing from God. So the question is, what's the three? I think it's February, or excuse me, March 2024. Now, do I know that for sure? No, but that's my best guess. Let's go on. Suddenly the doors opened. A man military equipment rode out of the first container on a very large green dirt bike. It had leather saddlebags on both sides of the seat, very large knobby tires, and the helmet came off the head of the man of the motorcycle. He stepped off the bike after putting the kickstand down. He was oriental and began screaming towards the trucks and pointing in different directions. He was very, very, very angry, and his face was very, very, very red. And suddenly he checked his watch, put his helmet on, got back on the motorcycle, and started the clock struck... January, February, March, April. Does that fit? That China all of a sudden has these military-age men in our nation that now start attacking? Oh, Stan. Well, I hope Stan. I hope it doesn't happen. I'm praying against it, and so are you. Yeah. Precision prayer. The clock struck four, and there was a deep uh, bell that rang, and the earth shook for a moment. Anyone want to guess what the earth shook for a moment might mean? Anyone else want to think? Is there another idea? She's right. It could be a bomb. What else could it be? Yes, it could be an earthquake. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Leslie was told back in 2002 that Israel will give the Palestinians a state. Right now, there's a war between Israel and Gaza, and right now, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Kuwait, uh, Oman, Jordan, several of the nations are saying they want peace, they want peace. But they want a two-state solution, meaning they want to split Israel. I have 12 different prophecies from people who had dreams, visions, angel visions, audible voices. All say that if we split Israel, God is going to split America from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. Well, so, so, we don't know when that's going to happen. Well, wait a minute. What is Omer? Omer ushers in Palestinian state was the newspaper headline. Well, we don't know what Omer is. We weren't told. But our best guess is it's the counting of the Omer. The counting of the Omer is between first fruits here and Pentecost, from here to here, these 49 days. This year, it's from April 25th to June 13th. Let's see. April. Let's see. January, February, March, April. April's the fourth month. April, May, June. That's sort of, see how it fits? 
I stand, do you sit around thinking about this sort of stuff all of the time? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yes. What kind of a sick mind could possibly put this together? And the answer is a prophecy mind. <laughs> but we're not going to get in fear. We're going to get on our knees. And we're going to get into precision prayers. And we're going to get in the battle, not with our dukes, but with our spiritual dukes. Got it? Let's go on. Then out of each container came 25 soldiers on the same kind of motorcycles with AK-47s. At this point, I saw RPGs and lots of ammo, weapons, and the saddlebags. What's an RPG? Rocket-propelled grenade. You know, takes out a car, takes out a tank. Different locations. So what just happened? We saw Chinese people inside our nation begin attacking attacking inside our nation. The scene changed. He was wearing news reports. I was seeing news reports and seeing newspaper headlines with serious red-faced reporters announcing deaths all over the country in both rural and metropolitan areas. The reports were about water systems being poisoned. What were we just talking about this morning? Not water, but instead electrical systems. So each of these electrical substations has units on them that are specific. And if they stop working, another one specific to that unit has to be made, and they're not made in America. It takes about two years in normal times to get them replaced. They're saying that only nine substations in America taken out removes all of our electricity. This is saying there's about to be water poison. And... Osquan. Headlines, entire communities poisoned through water supply. Reporters were telling people to drink nothing but bottled water or water they knew was not connected to the local water supply. It was affecting both larger and smaller communities, but not every community. It was impacting the West more so than other places in the U.S. They were announcing that there were National Guards fully armed, watching water facilities. Thousands were reported to have died. Now, why would they be National Guard units? watching the facilities. Obviously, they're being attacked, right? Skipping to the middle, an emergency broadcast announcement was running along the bottom of the TV screens of Mantra, stating that boiling water was not an effective way to making any water safe. Okay, so if it's a virus or if it's a bacteria, boiling the water, you're good to go. But if it's a poison or a chemical let's say like fentanyl or something like that, you can boil it all you want to. It's not going to take it out. It's still going to kill you. What does it? Well, in my opinion, a Berkey water filter. Anyway, let's go on. Then I saw the talk tower, clock tower above the municipal water supply and his hands pointed to 405. I think that's saying, see, January, February, March, April. So this is saying all of this is still taking place in the same month. Again, my interpretation. I saw four lines of lights that seemed to be coming upon the border that reminded me of a video of Ho Chi Minh Trail. It seemed that many people were coming from the border or up from the border, up from the south, but in a very organized way. (laughs) That's been the last three and a half years. But apparently it even gets worse. They moved north hundreds of miles from California to Texas, with the lights are bright enough to be seen from space. That's a lot of people. 
They all stopped moving at once when they did. Small light trails from within the U.S. started moving towards the big light where the movement had stopped. The only thing I can interpret it here is it's a lot of bad people coming into our nation for a lot of bad things. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go down to the bottom. The clock showed 4.10. Small embers of flames were coming down around the clock, but not, catch, not catching the ground on fire, although it looked like it should have. So we got to 4, then we got to 4.05. Now we're at 4.10. I think that's all saying all of this happens in the same month. And if it's this year, and if our interpretation is correct, it would be March. Now, if it doesn't happen in March, don't blame me. I didn't say this. God didn't tell me. I'm just doing my best to interpret in light of everything. Let's go on. There was sudden silence that permeated the atmosphere. Then I saw a clock strike 4.15, and there seemed to be an alarm going off across the nation. I saw churches of all shapes and sizes surrounded by mobs of people who were screaming. They chanted hostile threats. Okay, so who is it that put the poison into the water? Why, they're going to say it was the Christians. Right? That's why we see the angry mobs. My point this morning is if you drive up by the end of 24 and there's an angry mob out here, they're holding up signs, they're saying all manner of bad things about you, what are we going to do? Push through to come right on in to praise our God. Right? We're not going to be fair with it. Well, I'll just watch online. It's better to be here in person. In other words, we're going to stay the course. We're not going to be fair with the Christians. Amen. That was lame. Amen. Thank you. They chanted hostile threats, but they were staying some distance away from each church around 150 feet. Inside the churches, I could hear people leading prayer, others in prayer. But their prayers had no power or authority. That's not going to be our prayers, though, right? We know how to pray, right? Come on. And the crowds kept surging. Suddenly, in at least five locations, I saw arrows fired into the crowd from the roof of the churches. Each of those arrows scattered the hostile crowd as they impacted only the pavement and the protesters fled. What's those arrows? His word will not return void. They were praying, but they didn't have too much power. But we have power and authority. Because Jesus gave us all power and authority over all serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt us, right? The scene changed. I saw people watching TV monitors and airports and homes covering their mouths in horror of what they saw. It was summer as the grass was browning from the heat. Okay, does that fit? That fits. Uh, I, I was going to summarize this, but I don't have time. I, you, you can summarize it later. You can read that later. Let's keep going. Now let's jump to Dimitri Dudeman way back in 1996. I prayed, went to bed. I was still awake, and suddenly heard a trumpet sound. A voice cried out saying, Stand! I saw three men dressed alike. Two of the men carried weapons. One of the armed men said, I woke you to show you what is to come. Come with me. He reached the place. He said, stop here. A pair of binoculars is handed me. I was told to look. Stand there. Don't move and look. You'll see what they're saying, what they're preparing for America. I saw the president of Russia and a short chubby man who he said was the president of China. And two others I could not understand together. They were part of the Russian-controlled territory. 
The Russian president began to speak with the Chinese one. I will give you the land with all the people, but you must free Taiwan and the Americans. Do not fear. We will attack them from behind. Then a voice said, watch where the Russians penetrate America. I saw these words being written, Alaska, Minnesota, Florida. The man spoke. Now, look at this. Look at this. If you don't see anything else this morning, see these next yellow words. When America goes to war with China, the Russians will strike without warning. We're not going to get in fear. We're going to get on our knees with precision prayers. We will have prayer meetings that are above all prayer meetings. The other two presidents spoke, we will fight for you. We too will fight for you. Each had a place already planned as a point of an attack. All of them shook hands and hugs. They all signed a contract. They all said, we're sure that Korea and Cuba will be on our side. Without a doubt, together we can destroy America. The president of Russia began to speak insistently. Why let ourselves be led by the Americans? Why not rule the world ourselves? They must be kicked out of Europe, too. Then I could do as I please with Europe. The man standing beside me asked, This is what you saw. They act as friends, and they say they respect the treaties made together. But everything I've shown you is how it will really happen. Now, that part there in yellow is the question. Because that part, this part here, doesn't line up with how he was really told. He was told the fall of America would start with an internal revolution in America. Started by the communists, some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and defeat America in one hour. Then God will raise up China, Japan, and many of the nations. They'll go against the Russians. They'll defeat the Russians, back the Russians to the gates of Paris where they sign peace treaty, but they make the Russians their leader. Then, under the leadership of the Russians, all the world goes down to attack little Israel. That's Armageddon. Now, that doesn't line up. I'm pointing that out. And there's a question about this prophecy, about how it was written, the way it was written, exactly what it's saying. So, there. I don't know for certain what it was saying. Let's go on, though. Now, let's jump to the distraction dream. Coverstone again. I dream I was watching a large passenger plane, this is important, with an American flag in its tail. It began a slight normal descent. The people aboard through the windows appeared unafraid, reading magazines, listening through headphones, resting and sleeping. In other words, this is right now, and suddenly the plane did a nosedive straight down. I believe that's going to be when our dollar gets devalued like 30%. I don't think the nosedive has started yet, but this is what starts to wake up people. So the plane did a nosedive straight down. The people on board, <laughs> they made no changes in their activity. Naval ships uh, around aimed heavy caliber weapons at, that's two people that say, watch Taiwan. When Taiwan gets evaded, so does America. Naval ships around aimed heavy caliber weapons at Taiwan, drawing closer to the nation. I saw military leaders in China pushing military pieces on a table planning map. There were radio communication. The leadership was sitting near a red button. There was very angry speech and the pounding of fists on the table. The Chinese leader was also staring at a phone, his hand rocking nervously in an old-fashioned American rocking chair that did not fit the decor of the room, meaning the real heart of China 
is for America. I saw a table. Let's skip down to the next one. Putin was holding his side in pain, not drinking. He had a cell phone in his hand and was staring at while he was sitting in the same kind of rocking chair as the Chinese leader. Putin was very calm and relaxed and untouched by the boisterous generals around him. The scene changed. European leaders are discussing the surrounding of Taiwan and what should be done to help them. The decision was made to let the world leaders of the United States and Britain handle the crisis as they all had faith in their plan. Each of the leaders stood and shook hands while wiping the sweat from their brow. Then I saw a split screen of both the Chinese leader and Putin hit sin on their phones at the very same time, meaning the war starts between Russia and China. They all attack all at the same time. Wipe the sweat from the bow uh, at the same time. The last sentence, the leaders will casually shut their eyes and begin to go to sleep. The naval ships quickly turned away from Taiwan. I saw many missiles raining down on Ukraine. It was a, sm- a ra- larger issue than reported in the news. I saw large missile silos all over the western Russia uncovered and smoke coming out, but no launch took place. So, it's Russia rattling their sabers. We're going to fire the missiles at you. One large missile launched from a Chinese ship headed east from Taiwan at hypersonic speed. But the trajectory stopped over the middle of America. You know, he's saying a- EMP. Well, sadly, he may be right. The plane of the first part of the dream dropped below the lowest clouds. I saw the land patterns on the ground below. There was an explosion just above the plane, and it lost all power. Say it again. EMP. EMP. The first time the descent was directed by the pilot, but now the lights in the plane went out. What does EMP do? What does EMP do? It fries the. It overloads all the computer chips. It fries them, and they do not come back to life. They cannot be repaired. Throw them away. Now, what does that mean? That means that every computer chip within range is fried. That means cars don't start. That means if you have one of the little key fobs that opens your car electronically, your car won't even open. Okay. Gas pumps don't work. Electricity doesn't work. The refrigerators don't work. That means within two or three days, your refrigerators and your freezers have reached lukewarm, and then everybody gorges themselves for two or three days, and then they have to throw the food out. And so they estimate that if electricity went off in America within one year, 90% of the people in America would be dead. Here's a man that works on, on uh, nuclear electrical generation stations. That's the way you'd say it, right? That's what he does for a living. So he knows what we're talking about. Lights in the plane went out. People finally became aware that their music had stopped and the TVs were off and they were all looking out the windows in shock. What's that? He's right. It's an EMP hit. They were screaming, beating on the pilot's door in absolute panic. Then it went completely dark. As the plane was going straight down, the man I always see, that's the angel, sitting near the window, unafraid, he said out through the window to me, I told them to pray, but they did not. They need to take it seriously now. Since 1987, I have been doing my best to try to warn America, fall America will start with an internal revolution. Has America listened? No. Look, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. We have 18 people in the room. 19. 
<coughs> yeah, 25, count the people in the back. Place ought to be packed. People should be listening. They need to be coming to these kind of churches, hearing these kind of messages, instead of the smooth messages out there. But that's not what their flesh likes. I don't like going to that. It scares me. Shut up, Stan. Move on. Move on. You won't have a church at all. Okay, so uh, let's go on to the next one. We could go forth Parnell again. This is direct. Okay, this is very direct. Now look, my daughter, at the world map again and tell me what you see. I looked at the black and white uh, table top map and I saw war steps, quote, written in red. I see different colored numbers on different bodies of land. Lord, what are these numbers that I see displayed? They're running from one to six. No, no, the daughter. They're actually running from six down to one. Look, look carefully. This is the beginning of the war steps until your once great nation is struck. That's what everybody wants to know with Demetrius. When does this all start? That's what it's telling us. The thing to watch for is, oh, well, hang on, hang on. It's going to give you some more details. Oh, no. Daughter, you know man has failed to repent of their sins and turn back to me. This is part of the forewarned and foretold judgment. I know. I responded sadly, sadly and heavily hearted. Tell me, daughter, what do you see? Okay, Jesus, my love. If we are counting down, I see Kazakhstan with an orange six. Ukraine has a purple five. Taiwan has a yellow four. Japan, a green three. But the number two has two locations. There's blue number two on both Hawaii and Guam. Why is that? Well, once Taiwan is invaded by the king of the east, with China's forces, Japan will retaliate quickly. So will your United States, but not before China strikes upon Japan. With your military forces speeding to help Taiwan and Japan, China's forces with others shall attack the U.S. territories of Hawaii and Guam. Okay, so you got it? Look carefully. Kazakhstan in the orange, check it off. It's already happened. Didn't hit the news much, but it happened several years before Ukraine. Okay, then the crane thing. Okay, check it off. That's happened. Taiwan, is that next Saturday? Is that the 24th of this month? God has not told me. I'm making it very plain. I am not saying that China will attack Taiwan next Saturday. But I am saying that two other people, if you put it all together, that's what they are saying. Fair enough? Yes. Okay, so if it doesn't happen, I'm just the watchman. Okay, I'm just, I'm just delivering. That's what a watchman does. He delivers the warning. I'm delivering the warning. Taiwan yellow. That may, and I'll say a 90-95% chance it does happen next Saturday. Then Japan green, based upon what we just read, that may be hours or days away. Hawaii Guam blue, maybe March, maybe April, May. That kind of fits, doesn't it? Finally, the United States attacked by the Russians, as in Dmitry Dudeman. Oh, there's more. <clears throat> I got six minutes. Terrible coming to churches. I made a whole program on this. These are all of the slides from that program, but I can't cover all of them in six minutes. But you have the app. It is now in your power to go back 
And look at those other programs if you want to have more. Do you want to have more? Okay, let's look at it. Go forth Parnell again. During the days of Jeremiah the prophet, sin had risen to a peak. So has it here in your Babylon, that's America. With this sin also comes a renewed hatred for my children. The time of the burning of the houses of God has come. For I know, I, I know what really goes on inside these houses professing to belong to me. Just like I showed Ezekiel through the hole in the wall, the sins those, those secret, thought secret. I see it all. There is nothing hidden from me. Church houses, I declare, will be burned to the ground as hatred for those who are mine, who will not bend and compromise my word, soon become hunted down and martyred. What? No. Not in America. Revelation 18, last verse, in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints for all that was slain in the earth. Meaning we are supposed to be the police officer of the earth. We are supposed to be protecting not only ourselves, but all of the other Christians around the world. We were supposed to be that light on the city that spread the gospel to the world. Instead, well, you should have seen the Super Bowl, man. I mean. Let's go on. Gather amongst those you trust in secret meetings to ensure the gospel is still preached across your nation. What? It's saying that we may have to gather in secret. Still preach across your nation, the nation as, in, as a part of your and na- nation as Antichrist in secret at first. Unlashes his scouts and AI-empowered programs to gather every name of every church and every church member of this world. Why? A roundup list. Yeah. Little daughter, my children, mostly are not prepared for what when they should be. Have not I written of the holy word of these things would occur? See the signs I've given you. I do this out of love and out of mercy for you. It's out of my great compassion for you, my children, that I have written these scriptures and given word through my children's further still. Look for those buildings which bear my name, my sons, who will not conform and modernize their way of thinking and worshiping to that of the worlds to be burnt quickly to the ground in the coming days with their pastors beaten, arrested, murdered, and the members seem to follow. What were the title of this message today? Give no thought. What Jesus is saying is he is going to protect us. There's no sense in getting fear. Okay, we're not going to get fear. Say, I'm not going to get fear. One more time. I'm not going to get fear. Okay? But it's saying that if this is true, if this is the word of the Lord, it's saying this church is going to be at the top of the list. So I'm saying before the end of the year, if you drive up and there's people out there banging drums and big signs and threatening to hurt, don't be surprised. Just say, yeah, we heard about this and we're prepared. We're still going to meet and worship the Lord. And with the, do you need to hear this? By the way, uh, in case you're thinking of starting your own church, this is not the kind of message to start it with. This is what kills churches. But you wait. There'll be a time when those other compromised churches, the pastor is going to be coming in here and saying, okay, you got my attention. Tell me what's going on. Can I bring my people in? Will you come and speak in my church? And with this shall be a famine of hearing. My pure word in its unadulterated form 
you will soon find you can no longer obtain a written copy of my holy word. A famine has come. A spiritual famine of hearing my word. Hide your Bibles. Burn the churches down, I say, for let them burn to the ground, for most are doing abominable works inside their doors. This is Jesus saying. Look, at, I mean, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I get emails. Do you know of a church, a good church I can go to? Guess what my answer is? No. No? I don't know one. I'm afraid to send you to one. It is on the just and the unjust this command I give. So what does it mean? So Jesus is hitting both the good churches and the bad churches. Why? Because this church should be trying to correct the bad churches. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's right. Skip down. Churches shall burn. Sheep sc- shall scatter. Shepherds apprehended and some murdered. Are you prepared to pay the cost, my people, for loving me and professing my son Jesus Christ as your Lord? This is that time that has come. I think. Yeah, okay. It's a good time to, good time to wrap it up. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I'll give thee a crown of life. Brandon put the scripture up this morning that said, And he who loses his life for my sake shall be saved. So I suggest you subscribe to the channel. That would be Spirit of Prophecy Church and Prophecy Club. We're also asking people to join Prophecy Club for nine ninety a month on our automatic monthly giving, since most of the people watching is connected with the Prophecy Club anyway. One more thing. 26 killed. You, you haven't heard all of this story. 26 people killed in a church. Church attack in Texas, deadliest mass shooting, date November 5, 2017. By the way, what is November 5? There you go. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gun gunpowder season. And they all remember the gunpowder season. I forget it now. Remember, remember the gun, the, the 5th of November, the gunpowder, the gunpowder treason and plot. For the gunpowder treason should not be forgot or something like that. It's, uh, I had it and I forgot it. What do they call that day? What do they call that day? Again, it Fox. His name was Fox. Fox Day or something like that. It was the day that members of the Catholic Church had moved a bunch of TNT underneath the House of Commons in England, and on November the first, fifth, they were going to set off the explosions and kill everybody in Congress, so that the Catholic Church could then take over England. I figured somebody already looked it up. Fox Day or something like that. Ah, I'm 70. I can have those moments. But here, let me tell you the rest of the story. So that day, Leslie started to say she had a prophetic word, and then she didn't say anything. So as I'm driving home, my son Sean calls me. He says, hey, did you hear what happened? No. He says, we're like, at this point, 
17 people been shot in a church just outside of San Antonio. Really? I said, I'll check it out. So I got home. There's Leslie. I said, hey, did you hear that a church just outside of San Antonio got shot up? 17 people killed they have so far. She went, oh. What? She says, that was the word that I got in church. You remember that, okay. I was supposed to bring that word to get everybody to pray that that event would not happen. Okay, the good news is, Spirit of Prophecy Church people, what should we be praying? That we don't have protesters out here. That we don't have our pastor beaten and arrested and burned and... I have some vested interest in that part of it. (laughs) You heard the difference between uh, how a a pig versus a chicken contributes to breakfast? Okay, so say it. The pig pig was committed, but the chicken only contributed. You're contributing, but I'm committed. (laughs) Okay, enough of that. Let's move on. It goes on to say it killed 26 people, wounded about 20, the deadliest mass shooting in the state's history. The dead ranged in age from 5 to 72 years old. Man walked in with an automatic weapon and tried to kill everybody in the church. Sunday morning, right during worship. Which is why we have a man standing at the front entrance. And in the article, it goes on to say the best time to catch them is not when they're inside the door. It's when they're in the parking lot. In case you haven't heard about this, this just happened this week, February 12th. Transgender Muslim immigrant with, quote, free Palestine written on his rifle opens fire in Lakewood Church. And who runs that? Joel Osteen. This happened in the biggest, I think it's the biggest church in America, right? Okay, so if it's going to happen at that church, which, of course, you know, they bring the unadulterated truth of God. The, the adulterated? <laughs> Lord, help us all. I want to read it, but I don't have time. Thirty-six minutes passed, so I'll let you speed read it. <laughs> or you can watch it on Prophecy Club. It's like Thursday's program or something like that. Okay, so get to the point here. Oh, I need to read this. Pulpits being chopped with axes. Big old wooden pulpits chopped to pieces. Plexiglass pulpits hammered pieces. I saw Christians in chains. I saw them publicly ridiculed, publicly assaulted because their ideas were old-fashioned and needed to go. I heard the cry, brace yourself and endure it to the end. So, if you ask Jesus into your heart today, send me an email. And I've not got an email. I can't even remember. Over six months. Over six months since I've got the last person sending me an email, they accepted Jesus. How many people could have? Well, 35 million or 350 million, whatever's in America. But they don't want to. They like living their way of sin. If you'd like to join us, click become a member at spiritofprophecychurch.com. And also, if you'd like to donate, we made it easy. Just get your phone out and act like you're going to take a picture of that 
QR code, and in a split second, you will find yourself at a place where you can make a donation. And we do appreciate your donations. Let me pray. Lord, you had me bring a really hard, a really scary message. And we did lose a couple of people that did make it to the end of the message. But I ask that you not give us fear, nor a spirit of fear, but instead that you have helped us to gird up our loins and to prepare us for the battle ahead, the spiritual battle, the battle that we're going to win through fasting and prayer on our knees, and that you would give us all of the preparations you would see us through. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. If you have prayer requests, need a prayer, I'd be happy to pray for you. Come on up. God bless you folks online.